Brothers Talking Shit Podcast, Episode Twelve. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey yo, I can see you, What's up, brother? Yeah, we fucked the game up on this one. We told y'all we wasn't playing. We got better audio. We got the visual. We not playing no games, man. Let's go. Not this episode all. twelve. Episode twelve. This that Randall Cunningham. That Tom Brady. That Jim Kelly. Who else wore twelve? And wore it good. Tom Brady. Oh, you said Tom Brady. I said yeah, Tom Brady. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> Tom Brady. The goat. Come on now. <laughs> Ain't even a question. I am the Flush Man, aka Royal Flush, better known as I will call you Broadish. And I am Rel, aka Iceberg Shorty, aka the King of Controversial Comments. I said what I said. Don't at me. What's up, brother? I'm feeling good, man. I'm in a great space. Man, I'm loving it. Right. Let's get right to it, man. We ain't playing no games, man. Let's get right to it, man. Vontae Davis. He's a cornerback for the Buffalo Bills. Got a good amount of years in the league. At halftime, he retired. I mean, he retires on his teammates. Gets dressed, take a shower, gets dressed, and leaves the locker room. Don't go back out for the second half. What you think of that, bro? Hey, bro. Uh, nobody gives two flying fucks. He's supposed to do that. That's what he was supposed to do. So, so here's the thing about you know what I'm saying football, right? It's all fun and games until Junior Seau take a gun and put it to his chest. It's all fun and games until Aaron Hernandez, nut ass, do the thing he do, and they say they see the worst case of CTE and somebody ever in his brain, and we know how that ended up, right? right? So it's all fun and games until all these people who not getting paid no more, who we forget all about, who having all this trouble with their mind. Vontae Davis said it was therapeutic. He a grown ass fucking man. If I wanted to walk off my job today or tomorrow, guess what I'm gonna do? Walk off because nothing. Is worth more than your sanity, bro. This is mine. But as, oh, well, of course the sports people weren't going to say it was okay. Of course the people that's on TV making millions of dollars every goddamn year going to say it was wild. Won't a regular motherfucker who have a regular goddamn time in their life realize that that man was going through something? Like, yo, you know how fucked up you got to be to say, you know what? This ain't it no more. And walk off of your job in the middle of it. Motherfuckers quit McDonald's every day, B. I used to work at <laughs> I used to work at Hardee's. <laughs> I used to work at Hardee's in Virginia. The motherfucker yelled at me. I was in the Navy, but I was had a side hustle. He said something wild to me. I walked the fuck out and I never went back. Yo, I ain't the one. Imagine getting your head knocked in. And it's Buffalo. Y'all suck. <laughs> like Yo, you worked at Hardee's, my guy? I did for like <laughs> for two days. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I was I was eighteen. Yo, huh. I understand what you're saying, bro, and I respect it. I look at it a different way. I feel like it's a little broadish for the simple fact of your teammates. You get what I'm saying? I don't get me wrong. NFL is a job and it's a privilege and all that. But as a teammate, I would feel some kind of way. I right. would feel a way if we've been balling. You, I just you could have, I don't. You could have stayed on the sideline, but for you to go take a shower, and it wasn't even the fact that you got to take into consideration. The ass whooping they've been taking the first two weeks of the season. Right. So, well, uh, that's my point. You say he could have stayed on the sideline. He don't have to. This is the same thing. He a grown-ass man. He has the right to retire. I don't care if he retired mid-fucking play. He don't owe them people nothing. Nobody going to cut him the check when his brain is fucked up. They can talk that teammate shit all they want. I don't care. Nobody is going to take care of that man. 
It is not that big of a fraternity where people are taking care of these athletes once they're done. Because if it was, we wouldn't hear all these horror stories. Shit bad, bro. Shit bad out there, man. I can dig it. I can definitely dig it. I just, I don't know. I, it don't sit right with me. Maybe me being a sports guy, and and, and that, he not on my squad or anything. It just, to me, feels like the way you went about it on, a, on the terms. If y'all was up 21 and nothing and you did it, I could probably respect it more, but the fact that the the, the ass whooping is really you taking your ball and going home. When we was young boys and and we was playing on the block, and if we was losing and you stepped off the scene, you was nutty for that. It's the love. You get what I'm saying? Like you was nutty for that. I, I feel what you're saying too. And, and yeah. he's a weird guy anyway. There's things I've seen about him. He just he ain't wired right anyway. He right and, 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 and right, but but see, you know, it's saying it's like you taking your ball and go home. But guess what? It's my ball. You exactly. <laughs> right. You got a right to do that, but I'm gonna look at you like you a broad. I'm gonna look at you like you broadish. If you my teammate, I wouldn't do that to my teammates. I would finish the game. Right. Now me walking off a job would be something different. But yeah. the fact that you're in the, in the grind, matter of fact, I would not leave trail like that. I would not in no way, no matter what my situation was, leave trail high and dry, unless it was. Life or death as far as family or something like that. Right. But, but, but that's so, trail your man, right? Right. But if he wasn't, you would. So it, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, those is your guys. Those are guys. No, you no, no. See, we, we assume that those is your guys. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, cats be there, yo. It's, it's a business. People don't make it. The NFL is a billion-dollar business, bro. Billion-dollar business. And they will cut your ass quick. You right. And I, and I get, listen, because I, I hear a lot of stuff from NFL players and, they, and a lot of the retired guys say that, you know, that players or ex-players are a fraternity, but when it comes to the actual NFL, it's not like that. And I respect that part of it. To me, it just felt like, like I said, if the situation was different, if y'all was 2-0 when he did it, I could probably respect it more. It was, to me, it felt more of a, I'm tired of getting my ass whooped. These last two weeks, we put up some... And I can't respect that as a guy who, if we hoop and playing two on two, and me and you against two other guys, and we losing, and you walk out on, on and we ain't got no money involved, I'm still going to feel away. Like, what the fuck type of time you on? You can't, if you can take the wins, you got to take that ass whooping too. That's just how I feel about it. If it was something totally, if it was any other team, if it was a one on one team, I could dig it. But the fact of the way they begin their ass whoop, to me, that's what it felt like more of it being, oh, you know what? I just, my body can't take it no more. That's how I felt. You and you can't tell me going into it's two games in, my G. Right. You 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 knew preseason. If that was the type of time you was on, that been on your heart, you could have stepped away for you to do it then and the way you did it and the, and, and the way y'all was losing. That makes me question. I accept everything you say and I respect everything you say. But the same token, I'm looking at this guy like, nah, my G. Nah, my G. Use on some use a sore loser on that one. So I give him a broadish, but we gotta agree to disagree on this one, bro. Yeah, I mean, like it, it just, it just like, you, For me, man, your mental sanity is everything, right? And whenever that happens for you, everybody has a breaking point, and nobody gets to choose when that breaking point is, right? That's up to the individual, right? You can't decide when my breaking point is for me, and that's not fair for you to do so. So whatever that is, it could have been up. And it, I guess it would look better if they were up. You know what I'm saying? For everybody else. But, yo, it don't matter. Motherfucker came out and was like, you know what? This is a, enough is enough for me. 
right? Because if he went out there and did something real crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like, what was that? Uh, the last Boy Scout when motherfucking Billy Blanks went out there and started wow. shooting motherfuckers in their knees. Yo, and, and you shot showing your age. You <laughs> were showing your age. And life's a bitch. And then shot himself that- in the head. Last Boy Scout, fucking Bruce Willis had a head full of fucking hair, dog. Facts. A long that was what thirty years ago almost. It might be like twenty eight years. <laughs> something that was like early nineties, my guy. Probably, you know what I'm saying, something like that. But like you know, that that that's my point, yo. Like you you just don't know, and like I respect them for doing it because it's something that's never been done. So you know what I'm saying, the whole Le'Veon Bell shit. I respect it. I respect Le'Veon. I definitely respect Le'Veon he in the fact He told you motherfuckers last year that he wasn't doing it no more. And guess what y'all did? Tried to tag him again. And that's why I hope they go 0-2, 0-2-1, or whatever the fuck their record is. Yeah. I hope they lose tomorrow night. Me too. For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, Baltimore, right? Yeah, for sure. All right, bro. Let's get to it, man. I'm listening. Lynn, Lynn Bratton, the Texas superintendent, says... When you need precision decisions, uh-huh. when you need precision decision making, you can't count on a black quarterback. Uh huh. Wow. That 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 one that one's a doozy. Right. What how what what, what makes a black quarterback less precise as far as his decision making than a white quarterback? I didn't know. Is that something in our DNA that we ain't know about? No, not at all. Not at all. They just basically saying, yo. You know, let, let's call a spade a spade. They just don't want us to be who we are. And, it, and it's very simple. And it's always been that way. You know what I'm saying? For a lot of people. A lot of people. So, for me, it's just a matter of, yo, is, you know, racism is, is very overt in this country. And as we get away with it and do more and more things, that's just what people do. Like, I don't, I don't understand or know why that even happens? The the, the comfortable the, the the way they're so comfortable is what sticks out to me. Like, what makes you comfortable with that statement? Like, for you to make that statement and be comfortable with it, like, dog, really? That's the move. A black quarterback is not as precise as a white quarterback would be. Right, and he said it. And he said it with so much conviction in his heart. Like, yo, this is okay. This is cool. He wanted to do it, right? You know what I'm saying? And like, well, just look at history. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't been accurate. He might as well said that, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Warren Moon never existed in the league, right? Doug Williams, I don't care. Donovan McNabb, like we, the list. Dante Culpepper, we could go on for days. And none of them were precise at decision making. <laughs> the fact that he was comfortable, like, and then the apology be like, come on, my guy. There's nothing you can say that's going to OB. You already said the shit. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. And that was, I was upset about the game. So if I say some old cracker, cracker, cracker. <laughs> oh, but I was upset because of the game. Right. It's cool. Yeah. Come on, man. It, it, you don't get a pass for that. These apologies that people come with days later and try to make it seem like, you know, it's cool. It's really not, man. Like, and what's crazy is the Sean Watson. Six months ago, a year ago, a matter of fact, let's say ten months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, he was the best thing since sliced bread as a black quarterback in a Texan uniform when he was throwing for five hundred yards and all these touchdowns and everything. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks. The man's coming back from ACL, and he's a second-year player. Like, give it time. 
Mm-hmm. He's got the skill set. He's going to be a problem. The boy is definitely nice. So, he's not making no sense. No whatsoever. I, it, yo, that shit, like, it don't even surprise me when they do and say the wild things that they do and say, bro. Uh, you know, like, when I read it, I was like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Motherfucker just being overtly racist. And then he and he didn't even, like, he didn't really cover it up either. He just, like, said it again. <laughs> like, uh, oh, what I was really trying to say was. <laughs> this and it ain't changed nothing. Nothing. It didn't it crazy. Like, you said it because that's the way you felt, homeboy. I, I respect it more you rock with it. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Stand, stand by it. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Come with some facts or something. But the apology and the and the, uh, the uh, treading backwards out the situation, the backpedaling. Yeah. No, nah, my G. You might as well go ahead and rock with what you said. It's yeah. cool. You feel what I'm saying? I can respect. If you racist and stand by, I don't respect the racist and then try to be like, oh, no, nah, and try to flip it. Keep it a bean. Yeah. I don't know you racist and then we just, we can we can move around each other. You feel what I'm saying? If yeah, for sure. Like that. You feel what I'm saying? Cool. I'd rather know what the move is. Don't hit me over there with no bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? That's just what they do. That's definitely what they do. And fuck it. Huh? That's, that's what they do. And fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, racist people going to be racist. And, and, I'm, and I'm totally fine with it. I, I can live with it at this point. It's just the, the smoothness about it. Like, you just say it like... <sighs> Real smooth with your racism, and it's like, dog, it's still racist. No matter how you try, to be... yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh my gee, that's that ain't it. I'm telling you, know uh, bro, they gonna be goddamn on fighting for his head in the very, you know, what I'm saying <laughs> near future. Like they are on his ass, bro. Hey, does Sean Watson ever win league MVP or win a Super Bowl? That would be one of the first names coming out my mouth. Uh, thank you to Lynn Britton. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I mean, that's what they want to do. You know, when Cam Newton was lighting up the league in 15 and 1 and yada, yada, yada. Nah, now they on Cam ass. You know what I'm saying? Cam looking all right this year, though. I ain't, ain't going to hold you. Mm. Cam looking a little silent. Ain't nothing to bitch about. If it's something to bitch, what's up with your man, Cat Williams, man? Cat Williams is out here running this. They should have put a microphone in front of Cat Williams, man. Cat Williams is saying that Tiffany Haddish. Jared Carmichael, Lil Rel, Lil Rel, uh, Howry, uh, Howry, yeah, uh, Hannibus Burris, Hannibal Burris, uh huh. They don't deserve these slots. The white man is just giving them opportunities that they don't deserve. I love those people, All right? Of, I love Jared Carmichael. A lot of people don't like Jared Carmichael because they say his jokes is racist, but they be true, and I fuck with him, right? I love, love Lil, I love Lil Rel. I love Tiffany Haddish. I love Hannibal Burris. Right. It's Cat Trippin'. What's up with Cat, man? Is he hating? Um, Cat trolling. You know what I'm saying? So Cat basically saying, yo, well, if it wasn't for, you know what I'm saying, me or my time at the top, then it would have never happened. Uh, you know, Cat, so what he say? He, 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 he got on there. He started talking about Tiffany Haddish. He started talking about Kevin Hart. So I don't know if he out there trolling to get his spot back and get his name back in the light or if he really feel that way. And comedy is one of those things that is subjective, right? Just like, you know, we said, what else was like, episode two or three? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I was like, Kevin Hart just ain't funny. He just ain't right. funny. You know what I'm saying? But he took the whole Tiffany Haddish thing to heart. 
He definitely did. He took it to heart. And I mean, for whatever reason, I don't know how cool they are or whatever he's been through with her or whatever he did. And well, they like, said they said he uh she was homeless in her car. She said he was she was homeless and Kev yeah. looked out for her mm-hmm. in that situation. Like she was sleeping in her car and trying to play it off and Kev made sure do a couple of hours, you know. Right. Yeah. Make sure she was cool. So her story is a wonderful story, period. But cat to me, go ahead, bro. No, I'm listening, bro. No, cat to me is like, come on, cat. You you had your shot. I don't see it ever be. If you, regardless of whatever you think about Kevin Hart, you can think Kevin Hart's not funny, right? But the moves he's making, what other comedian you know has had a shoe? Mm-hmm. That's saying a lot. You feel what I'm saying? Kev getting his money. Kev doing a lot of major things that even our favorite comedians, if you like Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy ain't doing as far as the behind the scenes and entertainment and and as far as his production companies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What Kevin Hart is doing, no other comedian has ever done. The best ones, the most funny, everybody who say, if you say they're the funniest, business-wise, Kev is handling the business better than anybody who's done it before him. Mm-hmm. And he's bringing up, he did a little real, real special. He did tip. He got Tiffany Haddish starring in movies. You get what I'm saying? I love, like I said, I love Jerry Carmichael. Right. What he does. He writes, and Jerry Carmichael does a lot of great things. And uh, and Burris, he's in everything. White movies. You know, he's the token white, token black guy in a lot of movies. But I enjoy his comedy, and he's doing his thing. It seemed like hate to me. Yeah, I, I mean, like it, dude, funny. You know what I'm saying? I think Tiffany Haddish funny. Um. I never seen her stand up. I never really have a desire to see her stand up. Am I gonna go see Night School? Absolutely, um, because I just feel like I, that's something I need to see. But like, I grew up watching Cat Williams be funny, and I watched him not be funny. I went to go see him in Long Beach, and I was bored out of my mind, and I went to sleep. Right. So, but there was a point where Cat Williams was running it, and like I said, comedy is just that way uh, for for so many reasons, bro. Um, like, all right, yo, like. You didn't have to say that, you know what I'm saying? Because people are gonna find who they find funny, and, and that's really it. Um, Kev stuck up for her in a way that I would expect for a man to stick up for somebody in his family. And he went on the Breakfast Club and, and, went, and went off, right? Aired them out. Yeah, aired them out. Aired so out. Leslie Jones, you know what I'm saying, coming back, she said, unless one of y'all, she said, I don't want to hear my name out your mouth unless y'all eat my pussy. What did they say about her, though? I don't know. Who mentioned her? I don't know. I, it just came through my feed. You know, <laughs> she said, she said, Cam and Cat. I seen that too, but yo, real talk, she's not funny to me. Right. Leslie Jones is not funny. She could I don't hate on the fact that she's in the movie she's in, but mm-hmm. she does, you know, what she does, but she's not funny to me at all. Yeah. But I'd love to see, you know, a black African American person, regardless of, of me thinking they're funny or not, mm-hmm. get they get they check. You feel what I'm saying? She worked hard, yeah. she put time. Somebody finds her funny. Somebody thinks putting on TV is a good look. Yeah. So I'm not mad at that. You feel what I'm saying? Get your check. But mm-hmm. it definitely feels like to me when it comes to cat. Listen, it's comedy, dog. All you gotta do, go put the work in. Show the whole world I'm funny to Kevin Hart without even saying Kevin Hart's name. The joke's gonna gonna solve the problem for you itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You sit back here speaking, and I respect Kev because for a long time with people coming at Kev, they've been Kevin being you know cool about it. 
And it finally came to a point where Kevin had to throw them numbers out there. Like, look at the numbers I'm doing. Look at this bread I'm getting. Uh, Netflix just gave me forty million. He got the same money Chappelle got for two spots. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You don't got to think he's funny. And like, and what he doing? Look what he doing. He bringing up Tiffany Haddish. He's he's throwing little bro out there. So it's not like he got the the limelight and he's on some stuff. Whereas though he's like, this is just for me. He's doing it for other black comedians. Yeah. So if you don't like the comedy, the the, the comedy of him, respect the hustle. Respect. What he's doing for other black young comedians, respect it. You got to. Or you hating. Period. Mm-hmm. Need to get it together though. Can't need to get it together, man. We need some all that talking, we need the comedy special. But the but the stand up thing is, you, you know about the you heard about when he was at the V one oh three, right? With the with the uh, the lady Wanda and he was roasting her. Who cat Yeah. And then her husband ran up on him? Right. And pulled the gat. Right. Chased him in a store. But cat won't cooperate. So it ain't no charges being pressed. Right. I mean, listen, you keep it I, okay. Yeah. But it's still if you, you could you could do some thorough shit and be do all right shit and still do nut shit too. And is you doing some nut shit though, my G. Nah, yo. It, it, it's all thorough. Him saying that she was a great comedian and him not really feeling that way would have been some nut shit. Cat keeps it. Right, but why are you speaking on why you hate is hate, dog. When you sit back here, come out. What have you done for anybody? What it's a Kat thin Williams? line between love and hate. And it what always Kat, will be. What has Cat Williams done for anybody besides herself? Yeah. You're right. That's, that's it. Yeah. So if Kev is out here and he's doing... You don't got to like it, dog. But the fact that he's doing it for other... Black, it's, come on. Right. That's like me hating on Juice. You get what I'm saying? We all doing this podcast thing. If Juice got it proper, and that's my dog, but we had differences too. You feel what I'm saying? Small, but it was what it was. I still love. But if Juice get on and, and, and do something big and be on uh, somewhere in Comedy Central with his show or doing something, that's a that's a lookout for us. Young cats doing this podcast thing, whatever. You get what I'm saying? I can't hate on that, even if it, right. I don't get it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. I can't hate. Oh, man, they... They shouldn't be put out. You won't hear us hit on no podcast, no other podcast on here. That's nah. not what we're here for. You nah. know what I'm saying? That ain't what we so, do. Right. So you can do your thing, and regardless of you liking them, regardless of you feeling like they don't deserve it, the fact that they come from what y'all come from, the 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 the, the comedy, you know, y'all, y'all mm-hmm. should be a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, bro? Uh, y'all the should fraternity. Be a right, the fraternity. Yeah. Yeah, I man. Come on, man. It's black comedians who didn't get opportunity. When you see that happen, no matter who it happened for, that's like the motherfuckers who, back in the day, the Negro League guys hating on Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. Jackie Robinson wasn't the best baseball player. They mm-hmm. said that in the movie. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? It was Satchel Page and all of them. They ain't hate. Mm-hmm. Stop the sucker shit, man. It's real broadish, cat. Too <laughs> broadish. Very broadish, cat. Yo, man, tell me this, man. Nigga, they talking about Bert and Ernie was a gay couple, my nigga. <laughs> This shit, Bert. I was watching some gay shit, and and I don't believe that. Do you believe they were actually? They that was the mindset back then. I think it's just well, something clever to say. It just it's nice to say today, right? You know what I'm saying? It, it, right. It's sorry today to say well, they were actually a gay couple. So they just try and get on the LGBTQ bag. You know what I'm saying? 
There's nothing wrong with being a gay couple, though. That's your choice. Let's let that be clear. But yeah. I just, to me, come on now, that wasn't back. We talking about the 80s, early 80s. We was babies. And the mindset was, okay, we're going to make a gay couple and put a gay couple on children's TV. There's no way you could tell an executive that and it would have ruled in 1984, 82, 86. There's no way you could have told me back as a child. There's no way you could tell me now as an adult that in those times, somebody saying we're going to create a gay couple, a Muppet, a Muppet that live together, two males, and put it on TV, and somebody signed off on that, knowing that that was the idea. I have a hard time believing that. What you think, bro? Yeah, I like. I don't even know why they said it, bro. Like, like for me, it just was a matter of why is this even a thing, right? Like, wh- how did that come up today? How was this? Uh, oh, let's talk about it. Oh, let's. You know what I'm saying really decide that this is what we want to say about what's going on. That's just crazy to me. When I read, I was scrolling through and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, where did this come from? But it, it just, slow news week. That's what I want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Slow news week. Right. And he was looking for, he was looking for his, his little, uh, looking for his little limelight. Yeah. Man, man, you know, he took a shot. But I have a hard time believing that that was the mind frame and you went into a, a, a a meeting and said, when we creating this program, that this is what we're going to do. And somebody mm-hmm. was like, you know what? That's a great, a great idea. Now, that'd be a great idea now. Right. Back then? Yeah. Come on, man. Things was, come on. He wasn't with all that. Yeah. Nah, not at you all. Couldn't even have said, listen, you couldn't even have said in the 80s that Bernie and Ernie was black and they'd have been like, yeah, we're going to sign off on that. That shit nah, wasn't even that shit wasn't only black, Only black motherfucker on, on children's TV was the Regan Rainbow guy. That's it. Every LeVar Burton. Yeah, man, man. Take uh, a look. I ain't gonna do it's it. Don't do it. Book. It's reading rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the only motherfucker. Yeah. That's man. it. Nah, bro. Nah. They tripping, though. All right? They tripping. Yeah. All right. I got something to say a little bit, man. What's up, bro? I think it's important that sometimes we have to let people go. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean... You want to help somebody, you know, you see somebody going through some things and not making the right decisions and you want to pull them to the side or you want to, you know, you get them out of situations that they, they're in because you love them and you care for them. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where it's though you grown and you have to let an adult, whether it's your family, I, you know me, one thing about me is I cause family and relatives is two different things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can be relatives and not family. Mm-hmm. And we cannot be relatives and be family. You feel what I'm saying? So that's how I live. But it comes a point where it's done when somebody's making the bad decisions and you trying and you trying and you trying, you have to let them go. We all have families and people who we have children who need us. When you're an adult and we're trying to help you and you're not catching on to it or you're not fixing it and you still go about your life, it comes a point where it's though we got to let you go. No matter how much we love you, you have to let people find themselves, find their own way. And, and you know, you can't give them all that time because you got things and people who really need you to guide them and really need you to take care of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, that's loaded, man. So what I used to say, like, everybody can't be in your front row, right? Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I add friends by subtraction now. Um it's so easy for me to cut a motherfucker off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
if you're not good for me, if you're not providing anything uh, on the same wave I'm on, or, you know, if I feel like, you know, I'm doing all the giving and you doing all the taking, if there's no reciprocity uh, in our relationship, then I'm just going to shut you off. I don't have to associate with anybody at this point in my life. I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? If I was to make it big today or tomorrow, my list is very short of the people I would call. I literally, it would not take me long to call the people I care about (laughs) that we on. I mean, this I might send out in a group chat text. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it's not too many. So, so for me, um, I think it's easier at age almost 38 for me to just let toxic people go out of my life because for me, it, it doesn't help. Like, I don't, I don't. If you're not providing anything positive into my life, I don't know what you're around for. And 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 I say that with all due respect with the people I gotta cut off, but that's just the way it is. And I will cut you the fuck off in a quick heartbeat in second. Bro, right. I don't have time, man. I don't want to I'm not gonna pretend at this point, right? So I don't need to front and say, yo, we cool, we straight, you know what I'm saying? We can rock, we could do this, uh, we can hang out, we could do that. None of that shit's happening for me at this point. I'm just like, oh, mm. I'm good. I'm good on you. And it's too Yo, easy. I can just block your contact. <laughs> now that you bring that up, right? Yeah. It was a point where I used to run into people I knew from back in the day and be like, oh, yo, give me your number. Da, da, da. I stopped doing that. I started seeing cats and being like, hey, how you doing, man? Everything good with you? Okay, BC. Because I'm not even going to do the whole, yeah. let me get your number. And right. then I never hit you up. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that no more. It's a couple cats I ran into in the club. If I yeah. see you out when it's, it's love, but dog. The way right. I live my life, the way the way my life is set up. Yeah. I can't why even do that to each other? Oh, you yeah. get your number, duh, duh, duh. y'all might text once or twice. Yeah. But you have your core set of people who you deal with on a daily basis and then that's it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, tensions yeah. might be good at that moment and it sounds good, but when you go back into the reality of your life, they don't fit in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But as far as that, I'm just, you know, I'm in a place and it's something personal, you get what I'm saying? But it just comes to a point where, as though, it's somebody in my life who, their whole life I've been trying to, I've been making excuses for them and hoping that they would change. Mm-hmm. And then it comes to the point where, as though, yo, you 30 something years old. You are who you are. I can't help somebody who don't want to help themselves. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it comes to a point where, as though, I can't be jumping out there for people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was easy for me to jump out there and not care about the consequences of me jumping out there. But now I have a child. And I have a family. So when it comes to that, who's going to make sure my family cool if I do something dumb for somebody? Mm-hmm. Nobody can be to my daughter what I am to her. I don't care who you are. It's not a man walking this earth that can be to my daughter what I am to her on a day-to-day mm-hmm. day. You get what I'm saying? So who's going to do that for me jumping out here mm-hmm. trying to save somebody or get involved in something that I can't do no more? You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Look, bro. Yeah, I'm just not fucking with you. And and that's it for me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, And I live so far away from people that were in my inner circle, you know what I'm saying, when I was younger, uh, that, you know, it don't even matter to me. Uh, uh, you know, at, at some point in time, when I get on, cut my goddamn Facebook off. Like, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm done with the social media nonsense and madness, bro. Like, I'm so over that shit. If it wasn't for this podcast and my vet group, I cut that shit off right now, bro. 
ain't mad at you on that, man. But, you know, it's definitely come to a point. Like, if anybody out there, man, you out there running around here, we all grown. You know what I'm saying? You can't be making excuses for no adults who 30-something years old and making making certain decisions in their lives selfishly. And then they leave it to you or to your family or whatever to, we have to fix it or we have to figure it out. Like, it comes to a point where it's, though, I don't care who it is. And I mean, I don't care mm-hmm. who it is. I'm to that point where it's, though, I'm cool. I can't be, I got to do what I got to do. And like and like you said, if you don't bring nothing good to my life, I want to be around people who are doing something. Yeah. I love, I love to see my folks, you know, achieving and being where they want to be and getting to a point where they want to be in their life. And I love that. If you're just cool, you know, and not, you know, you don't want more for yourself and you're just cool at the bottom, I guess, mm-hmm. or just, you know, not wanting more for your family, not wanting more for your kids or your grandkids. Like, you got, I think like that. I want to make sure my children's children is cool. You get what I'm saying? So if right. that's not your mind frame. Right. It's no space yeah. for that kind of, that kind of energy. For sure. Definitely. All right, man. Help me do an album with Public Enemy number one, Kanye West. What kind of sense do that make? You say Chance? Chance the Rapper and Kanye West are going to do an album. Why would Chance the Rapper do that? Um, <laughs> uh, respect. Um, that's his old head. Uh, and Kanye, let me, <laughs> bro. I think I said it last week, man. I don't know a bigger fan of Kanye West than myself, man. Um, but I just think he is so far disconnected from reality that he be bugging all the time. Like he is disconnected from the truth and the reality of life in every situation, man. He, I don't know what he be on or what he be thinking about. Right? He's supposed to have an album drop Friday. Yandy is supposed to come out Friday. You know what I'm saying? Or Yandy. Like a Y and Gandhi. So Yandy oh, yeah. is supposed to come out on Friday. Um and and Chance been trying to get him to do good ass job uh you know since uh what was the last one? Uh late registration. Or at uh, graduation. After graduation it was supposed to be good ass job. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Uh and you know, he, he came up uh, around Kanye. So, for him, I guess he thinks it's a good move. You know, Chance was the best thing since sliced bread uh, a year and a half ago, but his his whole shit went solid. I ain't heard nothing from Chance lately. Um, right. And I, that, that's a that's a that's a loaded one to unpack, man. Because because of their relationship, man. And you know, who needs two more? Who needs two? I think Kanye needs. I think Kanye needs Chance more than Chance needs Kanye. Absolutely. Right. I wholeheartedly so agree. Kinda, as the positive guy, as the energy that Chance brings, don't you think, I kind of think to a certain extent, Kanye kind of sours that? Like, Kanye's such a bad vibe to have around you right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like it's a, it's not a good look for anybody, I think, to have Kanye with you. Yeah. And I can understand it being a thing where though that's your old head, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I get a feeling, and I'm not, I don't know Chance at all. But a lot of the things that Kanye or the type of time that Kanye on, it don't seem like a chance to rap a type situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of trying to understand, like, where does that... I know you kind of separate personal life and music, but it's like, 
I don't know the energy that that I get from uh, Chance the Rapper, and I'm not the biggest fan. But the impression I get, and then when I think of Kanye West, it's like, why would you pollute what you got going on with with Kanye? You know what I'm saying? Right, but you'd have to personally think that Kanye was toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like he kind of right. jumped to defend him when all that stuff was happening. Chance did. Yeah, and I mean, that is what it is. Honestly. You know what I'm saying? Chance right. went to his defense because you know that's his, that's his old head or whatever. And it... <sighs> all right, so me, your little bro, it's different. I see some off the wall tripping shit, and I've been saying a lot of crazy shit for a while. Right. What do you do? How do you how do you defend? And I think we're closer than Chance to rapper and Kanye. Yeah, yeah. How do agree. you defend? How do you justify and not agree with? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do, how do you do that? Um, you can't do no bad in my eyes and nobody else's eyes. If that makes sense, right? I've, I've called you to admit listen, that you're wrong to other people. I, but you'll tell me, right? I've called but, you, but but that's a me and you situation, right? You you know what I'm saying? That's a conversation that you and I are going to have. You know what I'm saying? In private, right? But right. if you go outside like the sky purple, I'm a rock with you. Like, yo, my brother said the sky purple. We looking at the shit right now. You don't see shit through our eyes. <laughs> the motherfucker purple, right? Then we're right. going to go back in the house and I'm going to say, but you fucking bugging. The sky purple. It's <laughs> good, right? But ain't nobody right. going to see that side of us. That's what I'm saying. Right. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. Right. So that, that I mean, that may be the situation. And and I don't know, but I mean, people going to listen. Did you see him walking and talking about uh, Nick Cannon and all them? Yeah, he's fucking bugging, yo. Like Kanye ain't been right in the head since his mama passed. Dog, everybody knows that a lot of guys have had sex with your wife. Now, that's something you just got to take. Like, dog, listen, you made your bed, you got to lay in it. So yes. you want, you want. You want to do, okay, you want to marry that woman. You love her. That's cool. But you mm -hmm. got to accept what comes with that. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You have to accept what, you can't disappear off the face of the earth because you're Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Like, to me, if, if my woman was known to have sex with a lot of guys in the area, I would feel like the only way I could probably be with her, and I probably couldn't, but the only possibility that I would be with her is if we moved somewhere else but didn't nobody know how loose she was. But it's kind of to the point where the whole world knows that your wife got a lot of bodies, and you're a famous figure. So, end of the day, it is you. You shouldn't have married if you don't want nobody talking about your woman, right? You want to live a life of dealing with the. And I'm not saying she's a. She, hey, she had she did what she did, and she enjoyed it or whatever. That's her life she chose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if you decide to be with her, knowing the consequences of it, you gotta accept what comes with it. You want the whole world to shut up about it, like. Oh, she did this and did that, but y'all know you shouldn't say anything. Come on, my G. You made a decision. Right. But Live like I I don't care what she did before she was married to me. Like, that's that's okay. Like He don't know, want nobody to talk about it. It he talk about it. Right. He what do you say, my girl? My sisters. girl superstar. Yeah. My girl superstar all off her home videos. Movie. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you talk about it. You you talked about you and Taylor Swift can still have sex two albums ago. 
You know what I'm saying? Why you was married? Only Kanye. <laughs> so what, yay? You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is, bro. It is what it is. Only Kanye. So I don't care, yo. I mean, honestly, I, I really don't. Um, let Ye listen do what to the album. Do. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the album? No, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to listen. I'm not looking forward to any album. I'm looking forward to that meat. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo. I'm looking forward to it. Yo. to make it work, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen. Yo, get the meat. fuck out of here, man. Meek shit coming real soon. Yo, <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you, right? Swiss got some shit with Styles P, Jada Kiss, and Kendrick. Nigga, I'm... Ooh, I need that. I need that in my life. Don't look at me like that. Don't look. I'm glad I can see you now. Because <laughs> you gonna get all the faces, bro. Okay. You gonna get two all MCs, of them. Two MCs on the track. Who go who go harder than Styles and Jada? I'll wait. <laughs> they need to get Lucha on the joint, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Lucha's tough. Like, it's I get the best song shit, ever. Lucha's tough. All Lucha's right. that work. Lucha got better. Okay. I hear you. It sounds I I ain't doing it with you, dog. We not do Why you had to bring Lucha? Lucha, my man, anyway. I know. You know I'm rocking with Lucha. One entity. Check out that episode. Definitely. <laughs> All right, we got a new segment that we added because a good friend of mine, Young Trellion, he said y'all don't give the new music no chances. So yeah. I said, "All right, give us a track. We gonna listen to the track." We're going, to, we're going to talk about it. So what we have is... <laughs> this shit is crazy. Young Boy Never Broke Again. That's his name. Young Boy... I'm sorry. Young Boy Never Broke Again. I'm sorry. The Philly in me takes over sometimes. Right. Young that's, boy. that's NBA Young Boy. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. all right. That's what the okay. Never Broke Again okay. is. NBA Young Boy. NBA Young Boy. Okay. Yeah. And the song is... I am who they say I am, featuring Kevin Gates. You listen to it, bro? I listen to it, right? Right. I like the beat. I'm not going front. Um, I like how it come on, uh, and I'm all for it, honestly. Uh, like, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like how it cut in. I, I really did. Uh, Hold up, bro. Hi. Can you see? I can't see you. I can still see me, and I can still see us on the screen. It just may be Is something. Is that all that matter? Yeah, that's all that matter. You can come back and cut this little part out, right? What little part? That's right here that I'm talking. No. <laughs> Continue right, on. Yeah. All right. Um, so. I like the beat. It's that. It's, uh. Can I live? Cut in. I definitely like the beat. I would rap over that beat. Right. So, Trellion, I like that one, man. I, I like that one. I ain't gonna front. I, I like it. I like the beat. That's it. 
No bars. I need you don't like the bars? <laughs> These niggas don't rap. Like, I'm in the car listening to it earlier today. Mm-hmm. I, my thing is this. What do, when I listen to a song that I really like, a song I really like, a rap song, mm-hmm. I'll play it back because of the bars. Like, Fabulous Lituation. Right. The bars in there are so crazy. I can't listen to Lituation once because I got to hear it again. Just the, the flow of Fab. The bars, yeah, I mean the punchlines. Mm-hmm. I just wonder, like when, 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 with this new music, when you hear a song, what in that song makes you feel like, damn, yo, we gotta run this joint back? Like, what in it is it? What, what? Because I don't, I don't see, I don't see them saying anything that's like, oh, yo, that was crazy. I'm saying when I listen to a song that I really like, the bars or they, or they cleverness, I'm like, oh, damn, yeah, this shit hot. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a. Uh, up north down something when you listen to juveniles high there's you with that big body bends uh there's you that can't keep old lady because you keep nailing enough friends uh. he's still spitting though you know mm-hmm. so it's not like i'm hating on some up north shit i love down south rappers i love west coast rappers you gotta be saying something though you gotta make me want to play it back like oh that shit was dope mm. yeah built that shit what in these songs i just don't get it that Makes you want to play it again. There's certain songs that I hear, like the Migos. If I'm in a, if I'm at a party, play the Migos. But if I'm, I'm riding around, or I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in the shower, or I'm cooking, I don't want to hear the Migos. It's a lot of new music that I love and respect. I ain't gonna say I love, but I respect, and they do a certain thing for me. But what I really, really, the songs that I really, really love mm-hmm. are songs that I can hear in the club, I can hear in the shower. You feel what I'm saying? They do multiple things for me. When I hit a music, mm-hmm. we in the club, you can put on uh, whatever they little thing. Oh, they, that should be rocking. The ladies loving it. It's a good environment. It's great. But when I'm in the will or I'm on the way to work or I'm working or whatever, mm-hmm. it don't do nothing for me. I really like the beat on that song, but and I like Kevin Gates a little bit. Yeah. But uh it's not something I would add to the playlist. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. I'm gonna keep listening to it. That that's I'm I'm on it. I like it. You don't give it another run? I, I, I'm, 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 no, I'm gonna keep listening to it. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and add it into my uh my little my little rotation. I'm gonna rock out to it. Alright. I like it. Patrick Patrick Mahomes, do mm-hmm. you believe? Do you believe yet? When we talking about through week three, he's broke the record for the most touchdowns. First of all, he broke the record for the most touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season. Everybody else on that list is a Hall of Famer. I'm talking about Favre, Peyton Manning, uh, Dan Marino. Everybody on that list is Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. In three weeks, he's thrown 13 touchdowns. He stands alone. He broke Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning's record. Do you believe in Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Uh, through, week, through week three, yeah. Do I think Patrick Mahomes going to win the Super Bowl this year? No. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, your boy Silas. I'm talking about the quarterback. He doing his thing. He got a lot of, now let's keep it a B. He got a lot of pieces around him now. When you got, when your second receiver is, what's my man's name? Um, we'll play for Buffalo, we'll play for the Rams. Uh, um, I can't. Um, his name. You know what I'm talking about? Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. When he like the third, the third option? Yeah, they got they got Hill. He's amazing. Uh-huh. You got Sammy Watkins. You got Kelsey. 
Mm-hmm. And then you got Hunt in the back. They might have receiver quarterback as far as skill position on offense. They might have the best skill position on offense at every position in the league. Right. So he definitely has pieces around him. He's not carrying that situation. True. But watching him play is like watching Brett play. Brett Favre. And when I say that, I'm not being dramatic. I'm not being – I'm not uh, exaggerating. The way – he just made a play today – he came out the pocket, come out the pocket, turn the opposite, like he turned this way, come back around, and throw a bullet into the end zone touchdown. Mm-hmm. He like bread out there. Yeah, Keep it a thing. like he he out there doing his thing, man. And I'm I'm proud of the young boy. I, I mean, I honestly am, man. And like he is definitely doing his thing, and I want him to keep doing his thing. And I wish him nothing but health and success, just as long as it's not against my Baltimore Ravens. I don't give a fuck what he do. Definitely. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't care. But but boy, nice. And and I mean, some all records are meant to be broken, and things are meant to happen. So I mean, he doing all right. He killing it. Is the Definitely. schedule soft? Like, is it designed for him to win? Like, is he with with what are the tear defenses that he's shredding up? I mean, Pittsburgh's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Who? I ain't saying they, I'm not saying their defense is a Super Bowl contender defense. But it's still Pittsburgh. Hey, I don't use that, that word around me, bro. Dog. Stop using P words, bro. The AFC. <laughs> no P words? Yeah, no P words. The AFC no. North? Yeah, no P words, bro. No P hey, words. I'm just saying, hey, he's doing what he's doing against who? <laughs> Listen, you can't control who you line up against. What you right. do against them is a whole other thing. Yeah, absolutely. You can't. Definitely. All right, let me say something real quick that needs to be said. You should never... Grown men out there, especially y'all young cats, a little younger than us, you never speak on your bedroom with your woman to your homies. Never. If I tell you, if I tell, if I tell Rel, if I tell Iceberg, Iceberg, yo, main man, that nigga feet stink. When you see him, the first thing that's gonna pop in your head is, yo, man, that nigga flush told me that nigga feet stink. Yeah. So if you go telling your homie, oh, yeah, my woman does this in the bedroom, she does that in the bedroom, mm-hmm. when he see her, that's the first thing he going to think. And that's a both ways situation. Right. Too. Don't tell your girlfriend. Women, I think women are worse than men. It's uh-huh. like Chris Rock said. Chris Rock said this. A man see his homie with a girl, and she a nice girl, he be like, yo, I need me a girl just like that. Mm-hmm. A woman... See her girlfriend with a guy, and he a nice guy. She be like, "Oh, I need that nigga." Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's important because I had a young boy. This happened a couple years ago. I had a little younger. He telling me something about we talking. He telling me something about his lady in the bedroom. I had to stop him. He listen, dog, don't tell me what you and your lady doing in the bedroom or what she don't do or what she do do or how nasty she is. Don't tell me that. Mm-hmm. You don't tell, don't tell another minute. I would never tell you that. And you my best friend in this world. My right. brother, who I love. Right. What me and my woman do in the bedroom is strictly that. Our business. Right. You know what I'm saying? When you go details and how she do this and she do this with her tongue, I'm guaranteed when that person sees your lady, that's the first thing they're going to think about. And yeah. that's not something you want to put in nah. anybody's head. Like that... <laughs> That's some that's some real young boy shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is what it is at this point. Uh, real young boy shit. So, 
It don't matter. Like, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, nah, bro. Nah, not at all. Never. But it's, it needs to be said because a lot of these, a lot of these cats don't be knowing. Mean, you don't speak on your lady dog ever. Ladies, you don't speak on your man because, right. like that's I said, the first thing you, you as soon as you see him, that's the first thing going to pop in your mind. Right. If I be like, yo, main man breath stink. Mm-hmm. Like yo, we've told me yo, Flesh told me yo, boy, breath be balling. Yeah. That's the first thing you go. Oh, that's Leon. I'm not Leon. <laughs> that's my, I got a homie named Leon. That's Calvin. I got a homie named Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> that's Steve. He's like, yo, yo, that did. Flesh told me that nigga breath stay. That nigga Steve breath be balling. Yeah. Man. And that shit, that's just real. That's just natural. You know what I'm saying? So you should never tell another man about your woman. You should never tell another woman. About your man, you should keep your bedroom situation to yourself. You should also, on that type note, in relationships, because we're on our relationship bag right now, don't tell your family everything. Mm-hmm. Keep your family out of your relationship. Because the problem is, to me, what you forgive someone for doing or your spouse for doing, your family won't. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So I think it's very important. That in a relationship, you don't go telling your family, your mom, your sister, your dad, your brother, mm-hmm. every single aspect of your relationship, especially if you're not sure if you want to stay in it or not. Right. There's situations where it's though, and I can be honest, that my homies or my brother, you get what I'm saying? If you, if, if, I'm not going to say you. But if any one of my any one of my canons or somebody who I consider to be my folks tell me something, or especially somebody who I know doing right by the, their significant other, and they tell me their significant other has done wrong by them, I honestly keep it a bean. I honestly hold on to that because I know how they living. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think it's important to never. You should keep your keep your house and your home and your situation and like your love life away from your family because what you forgive, they more than likely won't forgive. But you think about that, bro. Um, yeah, like you as as I as I've grown in my life, man, I've I've become more private with all of my personal stuff, man. And um and I don't know if that's good, bad, or indifferent, and, and I really don't give a fuck uh at this point, honestly. But to, to you know, it's just a situation where you just, you just want to keep things, you know, what I'm saying private to to you and your 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 relationship because you you just don't want people to be all in your business. So like like I said, people like to watch your life play out on Facebook, and they think that because you you post whatever or you say whatever, or people think that it's one thing and it's not another, or like. All of those things that people think, you know what I'm saying, just could be the furthest thing from the truth. And people don't understand it because they just want you to, you know what I'm saying, be in a situation where you are constantly being the one that's uh, always in the mix and and seeing stuff. I'm telling you, bro, when this crypto shit pop off, I'm going to be the first motherfucker to disappear off this planet. (laughs) I'm saying, yo, we don't see Ralph no more. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. Shit, if you don't see bro, then you ain't gonna see me probably. Right. Either, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to tell me. Yeah, you, know you seen iceberg? <laughs> like, have you seen iceberg or flush? <laughs> right. I'm telling you, bro. Don't look for me. You know what I'm saying? You liable to catch me courtside at the lake again. That's the only place you're gonna see me. 
Because that's the only place that the camera's at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Them boxies be loved, though. Uh, it depends there. on what angle you want to watch the game from. I've been there. I'm trying oh, to the box. No homo. I'm trying to look, have LeBron James sling some sweat on me. I'm keeping it in the box. <laughs> oh shit! I, I never oh, had. LeBron. You know oh, Brian, really? I'm trying to be the one right there sitting there. He decided he gonna come down there and slap my hand. You can't do that from the box. Yo, that bring me to something. It was a video out of something, yo, and it was like all this NBA stuff and like a lot of the like unedited stuff. Yeah. And Westbrook was like, "Hey, yo, man, you and your wife, man, enjoy y'all fucking enjoy the game." Like, I had the Westbrook ass. Talking to me crazy on the sideline, me and my lady. Like, yeah, man, ain't nobody talking to you. Enjoy the fucking game and shut the fuck yeah. up, you and your lady. Right. <laughs> like, hold up, Westbrook. I don't give a fuck if you 6'5". Like I said, that lay let me know you ain't got no fucking hands. I knock Westbrook clean the fuck out. <laughs> 5'11". I'm six foot on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeah. But 5'11 on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays, I will knock Westbrook clean the fuck out at 6'4". Yeah. Talking that shit, talking about some me and my lady better enjoy the game and shut the fuck up. But... I can feel what you're talking about, though, brother. Yeah, for sure. All right, now, main man, Drake. Now, I've called Drake Broadus on a lot of occasions. I right. love, I like Drake, though. I right. Say, I love it. I really enjoy Drake. Drake files a claim against a woman who mm-hmm. claimed he got her pregnant. And he's suing her for civil extortion, emotional distress, and fraud. Is he Broadus for that? No. Let me go first. Okay, I'll let you go first. All right. For once, nah, Drake, you're not brothers for that. I think there should be some kind of consequence for people who pull these kind of stunts. Mm-hmm. Somebody who they know got money and now as now as uh, the start of Drake is, you should be a lot more careful about how you handle your business and what you're going into unprotected. Of course, because if you're going about things the right way, these kind of situations might not come up as much. Mm-hmm. But I think there's, you know, now if there's really a when it comes to extortion, you trying to get money out of me and you playing it like that, or you're using it to listen, if you don't give me this amount of money, I'm going to let the world know this and the third. I think there should be some kind of punishment for that. But in the same token, like I said, you should be more careful about, especially with make Drake is, uh, 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 he's a, he's a brand. You get what right. I'm saying? Right. And he has to be more careful and more responsible about, about how he handles, you know, how he, you know, and he's not even young no more. Drake might be 30-something, 30, 30 right? 30-something. I think 31 or 32, something like right, that. Right, so you're not 24 with the fame. And I was wild at 22, 24 without the fame. So I can imagine being Drake at 24. That's mm-hmm. a whole other. But at 31, 32, it might be you should be a lot more clever and a lot more, you know, aware of what you're doing. And these kind of situations shouldn't happen, whereas though a woman can claim such things. But I think there should be some type of punishment for people who do take the fact that you're famous and run with it and, and, and you know, go about things like that. So, Drake, you're off the hook with me on this one. I agree with you on rocking. Yo, I, I, I think that people who, who file false claims for rape should automatically be arrested. Um, once it's found out unsubstantiated that you didn't do that or they come out and say, hey, uh, you know what I'm saying? This that just wasn't true. I think you should be the one to go to jail. Uh, remember a while back, the kid from Georgia uh, did the bed in jail uh, and messed up his whole college career and you know what I'm saying, uh, whole NFL career. He's one of the top high school dudes. Girl came out, she started sending him letters while he was in jail saying, "Oh, I know you never raped me. I was just mad." Da 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 da. 
you fucked up his life. And and when I say fucked up his life, we're talking about millions of dollars possibly. And there's no way you can get that back. And there's no way you can get it back. He tried out for the Seahawks because, uh, you know, Pete Carroll give everybody a shot. Um, except for Dez Bryant, which is funny. Um, mm. But, yeah, uh, Dez ain't got a job. We got to talk about that next week. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but yes. he didn't My make bad. it because, you know, he, he did – you know, he did jail time, and I mean, like, your, your skills diminish, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm not saying, he, I mean, he could have been the best linebacker in the world. We never know. But right. the fact that it was taken from him on a lie is very, very telling, and nobody did nothing about it. And all she got is, I'm sorry, right? Your ass should be automatically put in jail when you file these false claims, and people would think about it more when they did it. Because, you know, people can scream rape, and you don't even have to do nothing. Right. right? I work at a university. I go nowhere near the drawing rooms. Won't catch me. Fuck that. I don't want no part to that. I don't, nobody gets an opportunity to say Rail did nothing. You're not going right. to have me in no compromising situation. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it comes to a point where is that when you're when you're that popular and stuff like that. I think it. You need to have people. As much as I agree with you, and I definitely agree with you, when. Somebody needs to be around monitoring or, or mentoring these young guys about these situations. And one thing I respect about the NFL, if I don't respect anything else, is when the rookies first, I think they still do it, every year after the draft they have, like, where the rookies come out and they have veterans come out and talk to them. Mm-hmm. And tell the, the rookie symposium. Right. And I think it's important to have people around you who let you know. And, you know, when you're 17, 18, it's not necessarily – I'm not going to sit back here and say that you're going to, you know, follow or listen to or, you know, actually pay attention to what's being told to you. But, you know, it's it's as much your responsibility, too. You have to put yourself in the – you have to – like you said, you work at a university, a very big university. You know what to stay away from. Mm -hmm. And as a teenager or, you know, almost in your – you know, when you're growing up and you – you know, you're putting these new situations and you're out of your element and you do things because you feel like your whole life from – the age of seven, eight years old, you've been a star. I think it's important to, you don't, you have to take some responsibility also. Absolutely. You have to watch the situations you put yourself into. And it comes from having guidance, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and people around you who are schooling you and making sure you're not putting yourself in them tight situations either, whereas they get not at risk. Because at the end of the day, if you're not in that room with that woman, there's no way she can claim something that, you know, yeah. It could be something that's consensual. There's no way, you know, that's, that's the risk you take in any situation. When you can have consensual sex, me and you at 37, 38, we can have consensual sex with a woman and she could jump in her bag and yell whatever. So it has no age limits on it. Right. But we have to be careful about the situation we put ourselves in also. Absolutely. So as much as, you know, at 17, listen, man, I've been 17, 18, and I've never been a man. <laughs> right. So I could yeah. be 17, 18 and being a man and what comes with that as far as the female attraction and the female attention. But you have to, you know, know and think about your future and have some type of control. And at 17, 18, I can imagine, and I was broke and I ain't had no money. Yeah. At 17, 18, I couldn't control the, the, the emotions and the, you know. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right. That's a whole nother monster, but you just hope that they have a good amount of people around them that teaches them and, and you know, 
helps them through those situations where it's like you don't even put yourself in a situation where it's like you can't be uh, um, facing those kind of situations. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Um, Adrian, Adrian Bronner, man. I ain't even had a chance. You got you gotta you gotta you gotta grind this one up. Adrian Bronner to me is a disappointment because I can remember early on watching seeing him box and physically the punching power, the speed. He was to me, he was Floyd 2.0. Because mm-hmm. he can line up and do that the defense that Floyd could do. But he hit harder and was faster. As far that's as me hitting your jack too, bro. Huh? Go ahead. That's me hitting your line too. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Was was bigger than so he was to me he was the next Floyd. Mm-hmm. So this little Uber situation, you got an Uber tape out here where he's acting. Honestly, Adrian Broner is a disappointment as far as a boxer because he had everything. He had the skill set. He had the physique. He had he had what it take took to be a champion, and he didn't by far live up to it. Mm-hmm. So now Adrian Broner is known for his Uber tapes and being on Uber and acting a fool to the point where the Uber said he can't catch an Uber anymore. That's what Adrian Broner has come to. Adrian Broner hasn't come to oh, the amount of titles he's won or his record. He's known now for being Uber a fucking tapes. clown. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I seen the clown that sent him and I still want him to be great because it was to me why is your dad brushing your waves at the victory? Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, he young and kind of tried to give him that pass. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you can't, you're not winning. And so you, you, what you're known for now is stupidity. Right. You know, Being a yeah. Right. So, end of the day, he's definitely broadish. Adrian Brown, like, we won't talk about Adrian Brown again on this podcast, I promise. I'm done with Adrian Brown, but. <laughs> And that's what it is with you. Yeah, you, I'm talking about talent, speed, right? Speed, power. He had it. He he had the skill set. Mm-hmm. Now, did you watch Triple H and uh and uh and Canelo? Triple G and Canelo. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I thought Canelo won. I had it eight to four, but uh, you know the the they said seven five, and and I get it. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, 7-5 is, is what they came up with. Uh, so I was listening. Um, all right. So, yeah, I watched the fight, man. And I had uh, Canelo winning 8-4. to four, But they said 7, I mean, uh, Seven five, uh, and one judge said six six. Uh, but I mean, he was he was the more of the aggressor. He was popping them, and they be like, "Oh, I got Triple G winning now." Nah, who you at? I I don't. It was close. One thing I, I feel like they brought boxing back, and and I think it comes a point for me really when I think about boxing. You want to see that kind of that's what you want to see. As great as Floyd is, Floyd way of boxing, and even even Bernard Bernard Hopkins way of boxing. It takes away from that segment of the sport. You want to see defense, but the hugging and the grabbing, and it's like, you know, it takes away from that. So, I mean, I want to see less of that, and I want to see more of boxers in their prime fighting each other more than it being 10 years on the road and them fighting late, and they take away from it. 
but I definitely feel like it was two good fights. It should be a third one. And I feel like they're trying to bring boxing back. And I feel like some things have to change really for boxing to be what it should be. A little kind of UFC because UFC matches up the best guys against the best guys in their prime. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> That's what I definitely want to see. I agree in a much younger sport, yeah. Okay, so, bro, what's grinding your gears up, man? What's on your mind? Hey, man, uh, I had a, a very, very personal tragedy happen to me um, on Wednesday night. Uh, I found out Thursday morning, uh, one of my very close friends, uh, like a, a real brother to me, uh, lost his life, man. Uh, one of the strongest people um, I've ever known, you know what I'm saying, physically and mentally. And for him not to be here, you know, he would be the person that I ran to for the strength to figure out all of this, man. Uh, a, a very good guy, man. A very good family, man. Uh, I trust him with my life. I trust him with my kids' life. Um, my, my, my brother Chris is, is no longer here with us, man. Um, so prayers and condolences up to his family. Uh, I, I think a lot of us are trying to get through it. Uh, I've had some really, really rough days, man. Um, just being there for him and his family um, the entire time, man. But, you know, uh, Royce got a song on his album, which everybody knows if you've been listening to his podcast, is my favorite album this year. Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's called, uh, you know what I'm saying, Check Up uh, on Your Strong Friend. So, you know what I'm saying, you you never know what people are going through. Uh, a lot of things are very surface to a lot of people. Um, and, and just being there and check up on your strong friends. So whoever you think is a person that's there giving you strength, they may need your help too, man. Um, so be there for people in your life, uh, no matter what, man. Just just check on the people who, you know, normally check on you. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. It takes me back to uh, uh, Music Soul Child, uh, Teach Me How to Love. And, and the first mm-hmm. couple bars of it is, I was taught the true definition of a man was to never cry, right? To die, got to provide, always be the foot, always be the rock to my fam, protect them by all needs, and give them the things that you need. You know what I'm saying? That's how, and that's what we learn. We learn not to show emotion, not to, you know, and not to, you know, be not to be sensitive. You get what I'm saying? And it's and it's, and it's a rough thing, you know, but. I, I know that, and I, and I can feel that. And like you said, it's important for us to make sure that people who we think is cool is cool. Yeah. And it's, it's the simplest things in the world. You know what I'm saying? And you never know who that, hey, yo, you good? Everything cool with you? You never know what that might bring or what Absolutely. that might bring out of somebody. You get yeah. what I'm saying? It was important. You know, as much as we know, it's people that who need help. Sometimes we take for granted the people who we think is always all right. So it's important to make sure... That um, it's important that we make sure that we check up on them. And even though I never met Chris, you my brother, and him being your folks makes him my folks. So I feel your pain. I got your calls, and we've had our conversations between me and you. And you know, it's you know, it's nothing you want to see the people you care about go through. You get what I'm saying? And I, I pray for his family and and, and 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 stuff like that. And you know. Like like we said, the main thing is that we want to do is to make sure we we check on everybody, not people who we think is not okay. The people who we think is good every day and, and play that role because a lot of us do it. 
a lot of us don't complain and a lot of us just do what we got to do because that's how we was raised we were raised to just handle our business and no matter how hard things is to just keep your game face on and and it's important that we check up on each other and make sure we good even when we think we good even when you think oh he good he I straight nah make sure you cool you know what I'm saying yeah for sure man <laughs> definitely um I got something grinding my gears. It's not really something grinding my gears, but I think it's important that we that we, that we share. And that's um, as much as we all want to be better, more. I think it's important that we appreciate what we had. Um, somebody said I can't think of who it was, but um, I think it might have been. It might have been. I'm not sure who it was, so I'm not even going to go to who said it. But there's somebody out there that will want everything that you have. So as much as we want to be better and want more for our families, and like I said, want to make sure our grandkids are going to be straight and our great-grandkids are going to be straight, we have to also take time to appreciate what we do have. Because, yeah. like I said, it's people who wish they had it. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> in our darkest days, some for some people, our worst days are some people's best day. So, you know, I think it's important to, as much as we want to be better and want to like I said, every day I'm just trying to be a better flush or a better neat than I was yesterday. Right. But I have to sit back and appreciate what I do have around me. Do I want more? Of course. For do sure. I want more for my family. Do I want more for my kids. Do I want more for just in general. Of course. But man, it's been we've had rougher days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's important that we appreciate what we do have. There's nothing wrong with wanting more. There's nothing wrong with you know wanting to be better. But it's some people who, like I said, if you make $600 a check, you'd be like, man, this ain't nothing. I can remember when I got out of the Navy, and I went from making what I made in the Navy to making what I made on my first job at the Navy. And I was like, yo, this ain't no bread. And somebody was like, yo, you, you got a good job. I'd be like, no, this ain't no money. You get what I'm saying? I'm still so, chasing that dollar I was making in the Navy six years later. And I ain't man, close. I ain't close neither. And I'm doing I. <laughs> I ain't close neither. Jeez. And I was I wish I was that I wish I was a whole lot smarter than. Yeah, for sure. So I mean I think it's definitely important that we appreciate what we do have. I want you to know, bro, I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate you too, brother. Alright, so what we're gonna do next is we're gonna jump into them picks for week four. Yeah. So y'all stay by to stand by. All right, Joe, we're going into week four of uh, the NFL season. You know, we've been doing our predictions and all that. We're looking kind of terrible. Iceberg, you, 20, you 23 and 24. Shit. I'm, I'm 22 and 25. So we're going to get right to it. Am I better uh, than you? Yeah, yeah, you one game. You got one game on me right oh, Okay, now. then I'm, I'm doing all right. One game. But we about to change that right now anyway. I can see us not agreeing on everything. All right, Vikings and the Rams, who you got? Uh. Here, give me the Rams. I need you to take the Rams. I'm taking the Vikings. So of course you are. Right of course, to the death. Uh, Texans and the Colts. Uh, give me the Texans. Deshaun yeah, will bounce back. Yeah, they got to do something, man. It's time for them to do something. Packers and the Bills. Packers. Yeah, the main man got lucky. Uh, what's his name? Island. He got lucky. We went in there sleeping last week. Uh, Bucks and the Bears. Bucks. I got the Bucks too. 
Pats and the Dolphins. Pats bounce back. Definitely. They two in a row. That's not even like them. Mm-mm. Cowboys and Lions. In Detroit, give me the Lions. And I'm taking the Cowboys. Uh, Falcons and Bengals. Um, fuck the Bengals. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, I'm going with the Falcons too. Definitely. All right. Jets and Jaguars. Jags. I got the Jags too. Uh, Eagles and Titans. Eagles. Yeah, I'm going with the Birds too. Uh, Ran- uh, Browns and Raiders. Raiders. Uh, oh, I went no, 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 no. Give me Browns. I'm lying. Give me the Browns. Oh, uh, <laughs> I said, ooh, wee. Mayfield's starting. <laughs> like, yeah, he's starting. He, he took that job. That's his job now. Yeah. This is my, this is, I am the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> I am your captain. <laughs> right, definitely. All right, Seahawks and Cardinals. Seahawks and Cardinals. Give me Seahawks. Seahawks. You got me? Give me, bro? Yeah, Seahawks. You heard me? Seahawks. I can't hear you. The Seahawks. Seahawks? All right. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, Giants, Saints. Well, Saints, Giants, my bad. Give me the, the Saints. I got the Saints, too. Yeah, the Giants, trust the Giants. Uh, 49ers, Chargers. Chargers. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy G, G, G done. Out. Yeah, he done. Jimmy G, yeah, right. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. Ravens. Fuck out of Ravens. here. Don't ever ask you no crazy ass question like that. <laughs> I got the Steelers. Okay. I got the Steelers taking it. You enjoy that. Y'all. Yeah, definitely. And um, Monday night game, Chiefs and Broncos. Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, the real deal. I don't know why I can't hear you. Got me? Chiefs. Bro. You heard me? The Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs, I'm going Chiefs too. All right, so that is week four. And uh, we finished week four. I want to thank everybody who's been patient with us for uh, one through 11. Well, we are taking it to the next level. We're going to go through our little uh, ups and downs getting this right. But um, it's the next level this time out. We, yeah, uh, it should be better than it is before. Things. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. So we appreciate everybody. We appreciate everybody, and um, stay tuned because we coming with more fire week after week. We're going to get better, get everything down. Let's go. Brothers Talking Shit, episode 12 in the books. Love you, bro. Love you too, bro. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.